0: Hello, and welcome to Man Vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. Sean and I are going to be discussing weekly business topics ranging from strategy and leadership to quality and technology. Our hope is that through these topic snippets, you might find nuggets of information that will help you in your business growth and journey. Now that we have our initial topic review podcasts completed... We are ready to discuss our first subject The subject matter we have chosen to review for this podcast Is resource management during the holidays Very fitting with Thanksgiving just passed And Christmas along with New Year's coming quickly Just a quick teaser At the end of the podcast Sean and I are making our personal picks of items That you might find interesting So stay tuned to the end With that, let's start our show
1: here we are, Les. It's the holiday season. Yep. And we still have work to do. Yeah. And so I guess figuring out how does the work environment mesh with the holiday season?
0: Yeah. So we've got, you know, several topics we can touch on on this. Um, you know, anything from how do we handle employees hours? How do we handle uh the way we schedule people's times? There's quite a few things that we could touch on here. Um I think why don't we focus on resources first? And, and I know that uh, um, resources is a big part of this. So, you know, why don't we touch on that first? All right.
1: And and resources and the main resource that we're talking about are people. Yeah. All right. And uh, try not to be cold hearted about this, especially during the holiday season, you know, thinking about, okay, the resources. So if we're the leaders of, of a group, organization, department, whatever, um, you need to look at the people you'll have on hand to get the work done as you get through November and December.
0: And that's what we're really talking about here is November, December, beginning mm-hmm. of January, right. right? I mean, that's that's really the time that we're uh we're saying that has most of the issues with planning your capacity, compl- planning out your workload, figuring out how you're going to get work done and um I think that's the, the 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 largest area that we're talking about. Even though there's holidays in other areas, it seems like the end of the year is the is the roughest part. And
1: I think the end of the year is the roughest part for a couple of reasons. Um, some some policies that companies have say that you have to burn your vacation before the end of the year, and and vacation isn't normally stretched out and thought of all that well for most employees and most managers throughout the year. You know, so. Um, you know, dealing with that aspect of it, and we'll talk a little bit about policies and how policies affect the work environment. But um, you know, as as you get into the last couple months of the year, you you hit the nail on the head, as far as I'm concerned, and that's planning. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's it's planning, and and the people with the accountability to understand what work has to be done, and then going on the accountability side, the employee they're accountable to support the team, get the work done, but also take time off, visit their families and refresh themselves.
0: Right. You know, so how so is it the employee that should really be paying attention to what he needs to do as far as time off or is it the employer or is it a combination yeah. of both?
1: Uh yeah, it's a combination of both. It has to be. And and planning has a as a sister and and communication is the other side of that of that planning scorecard or whatever, however you want to put it. Um, If you're going to plan, you have to, you can't, one person can't plan for the department. So you plan, you lay it out, you have to make sure that that the people that are on your team understand what has to be done, what they have to do to get it done. It's it's a matter of of, uh, the culture of the organization being ready to go into a holiday season with the understanding that there's output to be created, and time off to be taken, so that should not that should not create conflict. It shouldn't create conflict at work. I'm sure people have enough conflict
0: at the mall, <laughs> fighting the fighting the holiday uh, traffic, yeah, the holiday right. parking lot, yeah. all the stores
1: keeps you in a great mood.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought up team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that you believe that that's an important part of how this gets decided. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, yeah. Uh, you know, in a department, say you're you're in a sales department or you're in the engineering department. Okay, and you're the leader of that department, you're not just a manager, you're the leader of the department, so what does that mean to the employees that are working there with you and for you? Um, in my book, the idea of, of an employee wanting to be there and, and generating the output or doing this job is not just for a paycheck, it's to support the group that they're, that they're part of And help the leader of that group accomplish the goals that are set out for him at the beginning of the year.
0: Right. So I think that, uh, you know, one of the things we had talked about earlier was the fact of should the employee be planning out his time throughout the year or should the employer be setting some expectations on what they expect as far as their usage of their PTO should they be saving some of that PTO towards the end of the year and things like that? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we get into the topic of, of uh, should the employer be um, making arrangements for this time of the year to where they're shutting down, uh, to where they're uh, not open at certain times? Let's touch on that a little bit yeah. uh, because I think that that's kind of a big one because I think the, uh, the atmosphere around that time as far as your vendors, your customers – You know, do they expect you to be open? Uh, Can you get work done during that time? Things Mm -hmm. like that. Those are all great points to make. And you do have
1: to be a realist. Right. And the leader of the group, the manager of the department has to understand what is going to be expected. Um, And again, we, we talk about an organization. It doesn't have to be a manufacturing organization. We're both very familiar with manufacturing organizations, but if you're in some kind of Customer service organization. You know, will customers be calling during that time?
0: Right. If
1: not, then what is the workload? And how many people do you need to have? If one customer calls and the phone doesn't get answered, that's a failure. You can't. You cannot have that during the during, especially during the Christmas time of year, because who knows if they'll call back? If they'll call back in January?
0: So, does it depend on the type of business you're in?
1: Then, uh, well, I think it definitely depends upon what business you're in as to what resources you have available. But regardless of the business that you're in. You need to you need to plan and communicate. And the best the best way to to do this, or at least in the utopian world, is if in the beginning of the year you can get with your people and talk about, hey, the holidays will come in twelve months from now, ten months, right? You you need to figure out what time you have off, and if you can go through a couple of iterations of setting the, the time off at the end of the year, you know before before the the year gets halfway through, then. At least you have a good a good foundation for what resources you'll have. Now the other side of it is, okay, well, what work has to be done? If if all of a sudden there's a ton of work that comes in that has to be done during that that period, and and people have kind of slotted the whole week between Christmas and New Year's off, you know, there there might have to be an iteration that says, hey, you know, was there any way to have you not take that time off, but at least give them enough time in the year to make changes, make arrangements if they can do that. Now, of course, if if you are expecting to take the time off, you're going to want to take it, take the time off. And that's where I go back to the culture and if 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 the understanding of getting production out is bigger than than just getting a paycheck for your employees, then you might have some leeway between whether somebody expected to take time off and they're okay with coming in. Or you have a bigger problem, maybe, and and you have to hire temporary help. Now that would not be a good alternative. Yeah, yeah that doesn't yeah. seem to be a good solution. That'll to be me. A, that'll be an expensive alternative. Well, it's,
0: it's expensive easy. and it's time consuming, and uh, you know, training is always uh, going to yeah. be a big part of that. Yeah. Um, I also wonder if there's a, a is there a scenario that can be played out to where people can alternate years too? You know, to where somebody can do some give and take and saying, hey, if you take this week off during well, this year. You know, maybe I can take it off next year. Things like that.
1: Well, you see that you see that you know in fire departments
0: and in, in hospitals with
1: nurses and things like that. If, sure. Based on either seniority or uh, taking turns. I, I know. I know people that have worked for um, airlines and, and things like that that were that that had to be that had to be on during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And depending upon what kind of business you have, you can set it up. You can set it up that way, and then everybody understands it. Um, you know, in, in in typical professional environments that don't have maybe a uh, a union or or some other kind of organized labor, it's a little more it's a little more discretionary. Right. And so, if you have the discretionary side, it does make it a lot different, difficult to to set a specific time off for a given person um, based on their skills and what what has to be produced. Now, you would I would hope that in an organization, you wouldn't have one person that has to do the job and they're the only person that can do the job because you know the person is going to take two weeks off somewhere dur- during the year yeah. and that, that work has to get done. so Which that
0: goes to other other issues within the organization that need to be resolved. Oh, yeah. Knowledge transfer, exactly. things like that, training and stuff like that. So you should be addressing those at right. other times. So if you've got a scenario where you've got an employee that's going to be out and it's going to be painful... You need to be thinking of other solutions that next year to be resolving that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so seniority, um, I didn't think about uh, how seniority plays into this. Do you think seniority is important to how you decide when people take off? I do. I think
1: so because mm-hmm. uh, I think seniority is, seniority is important. It's it's less important nowadays as uh, it was you know, 20, 30 years ago when people would stay with one company for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you do have somebody that is considered senior, what, what would senior be if you're there for five (laughs) Five years, (laughs) one year longer, (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know. So, but the thing is, you know, if, if people put in the time and, and they, they, uh, say, Hey, you know what? I really, and, and the thing is, if they can come in, come to you and say March, April or May and say, you know what? I got a big family reunion happening over the Christmas holiday. I'm going to take off from the 17th to the 28th. And you know what? That gets a lot of credibility in the group when that person has a little more seniority and they 've set it up they 've set it up ahead of time. I, you know the thing is it really shouldn 't be that much of a difference whether it 's that time at, at, at Christmas time or if it 's ten days during june yeah the work the work you 've expected to get done still needs to get done. The issue I think comes around the holidays is that that there's more than just the days off. That adversely affect production. Yeah. Okay. Are people? Do people have their mind in the game at that time? You know, that's something I think that has to that has to be uh, thought of as you're coming into the holiday season, as you're coming into Turkey Day.
0: Well, they're they're thinking about travel plans. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about shopping activities. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about um, spending time with their family. There's a whole slew of things that's probably on their mind during those two months that is pulling away from. Right you know, getting their work done. So how do you combat that as the manager, the leader of the group? I think
1: making sure that they understand what has to be completed Mm -hmm. in that time frame before December 31st, if that's a critical, it's always a month end. So if you have a month end, you have to get it done. But the thing is, if it's the end of your fiscal year or it's um, regardless, a point where a measurement is taken and 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 an activity has to be done before that, as long as they understand the employees understand that that's what's got to be done, and you work with them, and you 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 have have generated a culture of hey, there's a give and take here. You know what? You, you know you get you get what you need
0: to get done ahead of time, and you want to take some time off, then we're good. But that goes back to the topic of forecasting. So mm-hmm. I think that that's where the leadership has a part to play in that, to where they've actually forecasted something that's realistic during that time, understanding that they can't do, um, you know, a certain amount of dollars every month the same month, or at least understanding what your resource capability is during that time frame, knowing that it's not the same for, you know, June and July or, Mm -hmm. you know, any other time of the year uh, to where you don't have a lot of the employees wanting to, yeah, spend the time. Spending time with their families, right?
1: Well, and and I think you brought it up a little earlier. Is is it worth shutting down during the holidays? Right. Okay. So, I there was an organization that I did work for many years ago that that actually did that. It was a manufacturing facility, and uh, they decided that that you had to take vacation and the plant was shut down.
0: And now, when they shut down, they would shut down everything. Right. I mean, air conditioning and equipment and. Yeah, yeah. The where this plant was located, it was closed. it was heat
1: because uh, the other okay, thing too yeah. is you know they where this plant was got a lot of snowstorms and and you know what shutting down because of of bad weather or having an impact on production during bad weather you kind of killed two birds with one stone almost that if there was a bad weather day mm-hmm. during the period of, of of the holidays you know maybe the ten days between Christmas and New Year's you um, kind of didn't have that impact of bad weather, the hardest part there was that people were forced to take vacation. I was going to
0: say, forced vacation comes yeah. into play yeah. now. Now, you have
1: your normal days off, but then you're forced to take vacation because, yes, the plant shut down, um, costs are saved by, you know, heating and, and transportation and everything that, that went on um, at well, this facility. But
0: And you get into the scenario of, you know, employees taking PTO early mm-hmm. and then not having any PTO... During the holiday season, and then them needing to understand that they've now got to uh, take time off with no pay. That's that's a potential, yeah, and, and you know. But isn't that just communication? That making communication. sure the making sure the leadership is saying, "Hey, you've just taken your last three days, or you've turned in a request for your last three days, and it's right now it's September. Do you realize we're going to close down mm-hmm. for a week in you know December?" And you're going to have to leave with no pay. Do you understand? I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. I, that's the best case scenario I can think of as far as resolving that issue. Right, right. right. It's uh, planning and and making
1: sure that people are are understanding of what what the process is. So you you might get a, you know a new person that's just just hired and they have to be reminded. But if you're consistent and you are consistent with your messaging, then you know the, you, you just you can fall back on what's been done and how it's been done with everyone associated with that
0: facility so should you have a policy on the topic
1: yeah policies are always interesting I, and, and
0: it's kind of <laughs> they're they're a two-edged sword there's no yeah, doubt yeah so yeah you can have a policy and then
1: then if you strictly run by a policy it can't be written perfectly so there's always right. going to be scenarios that that are going to be questioned well, and the goal
0: policy. is if you've got a policy that's written, theoretically all of the uh leadership is following the same policy well, and that's... doing the same thing. Yeah. That's the whole I think that's one of the points of yeah. well, that's one of the main points of writing the policy. The other main point would be making sure that the employees are clear on what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do. Um but then that the leadership is delivering the same message. Now the flip side of that is not having a policy and letting leadership yeah decide how to handle their group right I,
1: I mean i can see in certain organizations how how the leadership team being consistent and on the same page can run an organization without a policy for this specific case mm-hmm. you know time off during the holidays or i mean there's there's got to be a PTO policy where you get so many days off based on how many years you're in right and how many and there's a policy on what days are holidays so the thing is how how early do you have to give notice of a day off i mean that's that's part of policies that i have seen so right. the, so the, yeah as an example then if your policy says you got to give 24 hour notice and the holidays come up and somebody comes in uh, as a surprise and visits the family you want to take the next day off and it's two o'clock in the afternoon. You're the manager, and you're, you're you're sitting there saying, "Well, you know what? The policy says you got to give me 24 hour notice, and you know you want to be off at eight o'clock tomorrow morning."
0: And of course, what do you look like by saying something like that? Right. You're the you're the Grinch that stole Christmas, exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: well, if, if we take in totality everything that we've talked about up until this point, right? The accountability of that employee, knowing and getting done with what they have to get done, right? Okay, that place that plays into it. Hey, did you get? You know, the work done that you need to. Well, no, not yet. All right, well, then, you know, you, you can you can work. If if you are going to be lenient against the policy and you want to work with the person, which I think is the right way to go. Sure. You would say, okay, is there somebody else that can help you get that work done so that you can take tomorrow off? Right. Okay, and and thinking that you've got extra capacity in your resources, back to the calling people resources, and that somebody can pick up the slack... You know, that's, that's, that's a tough one there. But, but at least you go through the process with the person that wants to take an emergency day off just because, not because there's an emergency and somebody's ill, but because they want to take a holiday day off. You can, you can see the, you can have them help you get through the process so that they understand what position they're putting the rest of the team in. If we can go back to, hey, it's, it's a team effort.
0: So it almost sounds like um, that it is uh, person by person that you make these decisions on. Or do you hold some level of consistency and just tweak it a little bit as you go just to work with the scenario?
1: Yeah, and I think you you did a good job there of of laying it out in a way that I can say exactly what I just said. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit of both. It is person by person, but it's consistent.
0: Yeah, you've got to hold to that consistency because without that... Right. And mm-hmm. I and I
1: can say that because if I ask the same questions, did you get the work done? Is there somebody else that can help you? Then at least it's consistent and if and it, it is person by person. If if you've got a person that may not may not be pulling their weight and they la- they wait to the last minute to get things done, well they're gonna have a harder time taking that following day off if they were gonna expect to do all of their work that was to take you know, two weeks in that last day, kind of like the kid studying for cramming for his test at the uh, at the end of finals week. Um, that person might have a harder time getting that day off and understanding why they can't get the day off. Whereas if you've got somebody that does a little bit here and there, and they've only got one tenth of it to do the next day, well, you know what? Maybe you, as the manager, can pick up the slack and take care of that last tenth of the amount
0: of work that had to get done, and that person has the day off. That's great. So the flip side of that, though, is thinking about employee satisfaction. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we make it to where the employee wants to stay with the company because the company has some level of flexibility but is still consistent? Right. Um, So I think there's that tightrope walk Mm -hmm. that you've got Mm -hmm. that you've got to uh, you know, quite honestly, you might be hard on an employee just so they might quit. I don't know. That's that's, that's probably not a good scenario. Yeah. You've got other issues if you're going down that path. That's right. right? Yeah, yeah. You should be you should be able to have a better a better
1: method of uh, exiting an employee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Not and, and not and not try to do it during the holidays if you can
0: at all afford it. So we've uh, I think we've touched on quite a few topics here. Is there any other things that you think are important that we should bring up?
1: I think um, I mean basically the underlying premise is to plan ahead, mm-hmm. make sure that both the leader, the manager of the, the, the group, and the employees understand what has to be done.
0: What are the expectations? What are the
1: expectations, as as well as understanding what are the flexible alternates to those expectations. Okay. And, and, I'm, and, and flexible alternates meaning, you know, can somebody else help in some other fashion, somebody internally, can they help? Right. So... You know, all of that to me gets encompassed in the culture of the organization, and I, and I know Les, You and I will talk a lot <laughs> about culture. You know, if we continue these podcasts as we plan. Yeah. I mean,
0: how you build the culture? Culture is, at the, is one of the base items. That's, that's
1: the base item, and everything no everything stems off of it. Yeah. So so if you've got a a culture of you know, hey, following the policy. Well, then, you know, it might be a miserable place to work, but at least you know what the
0: policy is. Yeah. <laughs> Time to look for a job. <laughs>
1: well, it might be for some people. You know, maybe some people like that uh, that rigorous, demanding um, understanding of, uh, you know, take two steps and then make a left, you know.
0: Very, clarity. Clarity. Like we and, could call that clarity.
1: Well, yeah, but you should be clear without having to have it written down as a policy.
0: So one of the things we wanted to do as we end each podcast is uh, to have some picks or a pick uh, of something that could be either on-topic or off-topic. And um, uh, I'll go ahead and let you go ahead and go first, Sean. What was your pick for this week?
1: For this week, uh, I'd like to bring up a book that I'm just about through reading, but it's um, a lot of fun because it is, how many? 24 separate chapters. Uh, It's a book called Driving Operational Excellence, and it's really not as boring as that name sounds, um, by Ron Crabtree.
0: I can, I can hear people's eyes rolling yeah. into the back of their heads oh, right yeah. now. Blah, 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 blah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's it's not. And, and what it is is, um, it, and the first paragraph of the introduction says, um, what do you get when you bring together 24 Lean Six Sigma Operational Excellence and Other Continuous Improvement Experts and Consultants? Is this a joke? <laughs> no, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. These, these, these guys walk up to a bar. No. No. Um, and it's not good bedtime reading to put you to sleep. It's uh, it, it's it's good because they talk about the premise of each of their chapters, as well as then examples. Mm-hmm. And needless to say, examples are what runs this world. It helps people understand how to implement something or an idea, and and uh, it gives you some tools. and I have it. I have it uh, as an electronic version, and there's links from the electronic version up to uh, other resources. And now, have you finished the book? I haven't. I'm okay. almost I'm almost through with the book, but. That's the thing with twenty four different topics mm-hmm. and, a, and a and a chapter on a topic you basically get what that person's book was or what their what their concept was consolidated into into seventeen or twenty four pages okay so it was pretty i i like I like the book and it's uh it's good to pick up and you can pick it up and put it down as often as you want
0: so I also have a book um the book that I've started to read, so this uh, this I have not finished, and for some reason I started reading it today. I don't know what got me thinking about, about this particular topic, um, but it's called Workplace Wellness That Works. And so uh, as we're talking about uh, time off, I think the bigger umbrella of overall personal wellness uh, has been striking home to me uh, just from how to figure out you know, uh, how to balance your life mm-hmm. all across the board. Um, not just work, but, you know, how do you balance staying healthy? How do you balance family? Uh, how do you de- balance demands of work? How do you balance demands of, you know, outside forces? Like just Coaching you know, the baseball team. Coaching the baseball air. team. Right. You know, so this this book seems to be laying out a very interesting plan. And it starts out, what really caught me was it starts out by talking about the original wellness profile of how most companies uh, were, were laying out wellness programs for their employees and why it's not working. Mm. So I'll leave you with that little cliffhanger there to just... <laughs> I'll be you interested know, to find yeah, out. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested too. That it's, it's apparently a 10-step uh, program. Uh, I did forget to say that it was written by Laura Putnam. Um, so uh, if you are interested in the book, I am look, reading it on... And the name of the book was workplace wellness that works okay. yeah so she 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 talks about uh, what doesn't work and that's what I've finished now and now <laughs> I'm going into the the uh, the ten steps and she explains pretty clearly you know why she believes it's it's just not functioning correctly but yet it's still the right thing to be doing not just from taking on wellness yourself but taking but companies taking on wellness because of the way they've developed over the years mm. you know people are if i can remember correctly she, she talks about people were developed to be moving but oh, yet yeah. society yeah. has developed to sit mm-hmm. all day mm-hmm. and so you know you know we got standing stations at a few of us at uh, our previous employer and mm-hmm. and uh, you know so just things like that how do you get those into your environment and of course we've been introduced to to um, wellness programs uh you know going through the the setting a baseline and then having different things uh, Measure, to help you right. to help you work through it and then see if you've gotten mm-hmm. better. Now, supposedly she says that that is an a classic or an older philosophy, and she has a different way, wow. but yet that it's still a good thing that companies keep doing this and keep trying to make sure that wellness is part of. Life and getting better and all that kind well, of that's stuff. That's good, yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah, if you're well and healthy, yeah.
0: you, you, theoretically, you should be more energetic at work, and it tra- it should translate. Should, should, should translate. Yeah, it should translate. All right. Um, so that's all we have. Uh, we will see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this first topic of man versus business. Our plan is to discuss a business topic each week. The topics will range from business issues in strategy, organization, leadership, quality, technology, and HR, to name just a few. With that said, please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. But he and I have most assuredly had our share of man versus business. As a side note, Please visit sigmatree.co. That's S I G M A T R E E.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, our blog, and you can even drop us a line on the message page from there. Thank you and enjoy your week.